What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. We are talking about God's ways, and we are talking about, we're discussing learning God's ways, but not just to know them, uh, but to uh, walk in them, right, to live them out, or him live them out through us. However you want to word it, it doesn't really matter, but it's about application. And uh, I want to just start back with Philippians 2. I believe we started at verse 5, I believe. But that's where I'm going to start right now. It says, yeah, I like it. This this is the NIV, and I love this, how it reads. It says, "In in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he humbled himself Rather he, him, rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made, a human, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Right? We began to analyze Jesus' ways because Jesus is, is the way. That's what he said over in John 14. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he began to exemplify everything that God wanted out of us. He exemplified it. He he totally dedicated himself to God. There was no wavering. It was all God. It was all God. So he was exemplifying God's ways, right? So in order to get to God's ways, we got to go through the way. And the way is showing us God's ways. And I love this passage that we got tonight. It's Matthew 9. I love it. It's, uh, it just brings out a different, it, it just puts into perspective something we read all the time, but we really, that I've never really just dissected. And God laid it on me. And even uh, Zacchaeus over in Luke, but this one in Zacchaeus, it's really the same read, uh, but we're going to go Matthew 9, and I'm going to start at verse 9, and it reads, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me. This is Jesus talking. He told him, meaning Jesus told Matthew. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. And his disciples. Uh, when the Pharisees saw this, they asked this question. They asked his disciples. Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Uh, But go and learn what this means. I I desire mercy. This is Jesus talking. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. What really stands out to me here is it wasn't that Jesus just was eating with sinners and tax collectors. It wasn't just he was having mercy on the sinners and tax collectors. 
But the perspective here, his his thought process towards sinners in the tax collectors was this. They need me too. They need me too. It wasn't even just they need me too. It was they need me. They need me. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna put everything in context, but I want to start with an introduction here. I'm gonna be all formal today. Uh, and the introduction is this. So typically, in our day and time, or the modern day era, uh, when when somebody is guilty of something, we treat them as such, right? We put them in prison. Like they're in need of correction. They're not in need of a physician. Right. Like we're not sending them to the doctor per se to to get better. No, we're we're punishing them. Right. We're imprisoning them. Right. Because they need correction. Right. They don't need salvation. Like salvation is for the good. Right. That's our perspective. Like that's a reward. But Jesus is saying, no, no, no. They need a reward. They need a reward. They don't need correction. Now, now, notice he's not saying that they don't need correction. Like Their way of living has to change. But what he's saying is, I'm not coming here to spank them. I'm coming here to help them to see the way. And then he goes on to say, now we can put this into context. The Pharisees looked at the tax collectors and people that didn't follow the Mosaic law as outsiders. It wasn't that they weren't Jews. They were Jews. It's just that they weren't following the Mosaic law. The Pharisees supposedly were the only people, the Pharisees and, and the, 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 the scribes and, 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 and everybody of that sect. They were basically doing what, in their eyes, uh, what the law said, right? They kept the Sabbath. Uh, you know, they circumcised on the eighth day. You know, they did everything according to Moses' law, so so to speak. They didn't do everything because Jesus came through and he he um, shined the light, shined the light on that that they were not keeping all of the Mosaic laws. But to the to the to the to this extent, they considered themselves keepers of the law and followers of the law. They considered themselves teachers of the law, right? And so tax collectors were not why because they were cheaters. That's how they were looked upon. They were looked upon as cheaters. Right, they worked for a Caesar, and they was taxing. I mean, laying heavy taxes on the Jewish people. Right, so they were looked at as cheaters. And then you had sinners, people that are just literally not following the Mosaic law. So in this, um, in they were shunned. Right, they were they were blackballed. They were they were looked at as outcasts, and they were not by any stretch of imagination, welcomed. Uh, they, they definitely wasn't going to be eaten with them. They weren't going to be spotted in public uh, interacting with them. They were shunned. They were outcast. They were looked down upon. This was their approach. And this is interesting because the, other time, the last time we just had a discussion, we talked about God saying, I judge according to the heart. You judge according to the outward appearance. Now, this is interesting because... These were doing just that. 
right? They were judging according to the outward appearance. They were looking at the, 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 the tax collectors. They were labeling them tax collectors based on their job, right? How they look, what they appear, what they do, right? And in the modern day era, this is exactly what we do. We do the same thing, right? We measure people by their status. If you are famous, it's like you can't do any wrong. Why? Because you have a bunch of money and a bunch of people and, and you are marketable. If you're not marketable, right, if, if you did something and you didn't go according to every way that the, that the way that the, the popular opinion, like if you're not going according to their popular opinion, you get blackballed, right? You get blackballed, right? They, they, basically, they basically consider you an outcast. You're a castaway. We want nothing to do with you. This is the modern day area. This is what we do. If you're not following the popular opinion, like right now, what's going on? You got the Black Lives Matter movement. Now all of a sudden, people are like, all people, are like promoting Black Lives Matter. Now just four years ago, just four years ago, Black Lives Matter was, was, was looked upon as not, not necessarily a joke, but, but as like communists almost. Well, what about all lives? All lives matter. Now, now everybody's throwing up Black Lives Matter. <laughs> now it's popular. It's getting popular, right? Based on what? Based on a, some killings of black people. Now this has been going on for 400 years plus, right? We have been oppressed for, for nearly 400 or, or more years consecutive. That was not a point in time where we skipped. We did some leap years. Not. Nah, it's been 400 years plus. That black people, and that ain't like we black because we're not black as far as the color, but the color of our skin is darker. We're, we have darker skin. Our pigments versus, you know what I mean, the, the Caucasus people from the Caucasus area, the European descended people, right? We're darker than they are. And our people coming from descendants of Africa, we've been oppressed. We've been oppressed, right? And so now, now today, we're looked upon as something. We, we are looked at differently, and we're considered certain things, unless we're following a certain way, such as the Pharisees. If they weren't doing what the Pharisees said they should do, then they were outcasts. They were blackballed. And Jesus said, I came here for those people. I came here for those people. What does that say about Jesus? That, that's it. it says this, Jesus loves you despite who you are, despite what you do. He, he loves you. Meaning who, who you are, meaning your status. He loves you despite your status, and he loves you despite what you do. Like if you're not following his way, he still loves you. That's interesting, right? right? We, we say that Jesus loved us while we were his enemies. We say that. But put it in perspective. Modern day era, modern day times. No, we, that ain't what we doing. Modern day times, what we doing? We're blackballing. We're outcasting people that even in the church, people that what we say, oh, they're not following the truth. So what do we do? We we blackball them. We we consider them outcasts. They're not following our truth. So the first thing we do is we want to cast judgment. No, no, you're not in there. I can't associate myself with you. I love the the proverb, right? The proverb. What did it say? Uh, I can't remember exactly. I'll have to search it. But he says, uh, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He never said we couldn't walk with 
the ungodly. You don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He never told uh, uh, the, the, his disciples to beware of the Pharisees because of they were Pharisees. No, he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. What they are teaching, be aware of it, right? Don't follow what they're teaching. But it's not that we can't associate ourselves. What do you mean associate? Jesus was eating with these people. He was eating with the tax collectors. He was eating with the sinners, right? He didn't, he didn't, when they say come out from among them, no, he didn't come out from among them literally. He was leading them, right? He was, he was not walking in their way. He was showing them the way. Right. And it ain't that, oh, I got to go down to the crack house <laughs> and show them the way. No, ain't, ain't what I got to do. No, he ain't calling me to go to the crack house because I go to the crack house and, and, and I say I'm down there prophesying to them. They're going to say I'm prophesying. And, and if there's a bus, then I'm going to jail, too. And I'm going to be like, no, nah, I was down here preaching. <laughs> oh, that's what you were doing? <laughs> OK. <laughs> you were down at the crack house preaching. Huh? Yeah. No, that ain't what he's telling me to do. But what he's not telling me to do is disassociate myself with somebody that may be addicted to drugs. Say, I can't talk with you. It's like I said. I say, no, no, I can't hang around you while you're smoking, but I can hang around you, right? I can't put myself in a position where it looks as if I'm partaking, but I can break bread with you. I can, I can take you out to eat, brother. Yeah, I don't have to disassociate myself with you because you're not following the way. No, I'm, not, I'm here to show you the way. How am I going to show you the way if you don't see me? I'm not supposed to isolate myself. But what am I getting at? I'm getting at just this. There's a way for us to look at one another, and that's the way that Jesus looked at us regardless of what we did and what we were. There's a way he looks at us regardless of who we are and what we do. He still looks at us the same way. He still looks at us the same way. And what way is that? We need him. I love how he put it right here. He just says, he says, he said, go, learn what this means. Go, go, learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. I'm calling sinners to follow me. I'm calling sinners to follow me. I'm calling people that are not following me to follow me. Yes, I want the people that are following me to keep following me, that doesn't mean he said, okay, all you sinners follow me. Okay, all you people that are not sinners don't follow me. No, that ain't what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. It's kind of like that whole thing. Black lives matter. He ain't saying, oh, because black lives matter, that means everybody else doesn't. No, that's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, he's saying the sinners' lives matters too. I want sinners to follow me too. I want black people to matter too. Right? It's not just Black people, it's all people he wants to matter, but he, he said, ah, they matter too. And no, I'm not here making a message about black lives matter. Absolutely not. But the message is, the point is, what God is showing me is this. How are we looking at one another? Are we looking at one another as though God belongs to them too? Or are we nitpicking? Because, because you, 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 go, you, you be on Corey podcast, so yeah, I know you in there. Because you talk like this, so... I know you in there. 
See, you know, you ain't associating with them people that that Jehovah Witnesses and, 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 and the Mormons, you know, they're a little cuckoo. We can't roll with them. No, no, I can't walk in their council, but I can roll with them. I can roll with their theology, but as people, I can roll with them. I can associate myself with them. I can associate myself with a Muslim. I can roll with their theology. I can't break bread with somebody that's a Buddhist. Yeah, but you know, I can't follow after their way. Show them the way. And what is that way? Jesus the way. That, that I got to look at them with love and mercy despite what they do and despite what their status is. I just love this. He said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick. And these people that are Buddhist and Muslim, they might think I'm sick. So I can't roll up on them like they sick. Jesus wasn't rolling up on them like they were sick. He was like, hey, guys, I got some medicine. No, he was just being the medicine. Right? He was just loving on them and following after God right in the midst of them. That's what he was doing. And when they asked him a question, he gave them the truth perspective. Right? When an issue was raised, he gave them the truth perspective. The Pharisees, they came, and what were they saying? This man is eating with tax collectors. Why does your master eat with tax collectors and sinners? They raised the issue. Jesus didn't explain this to the people he was eating with. <laughs> That's good stuff. He didn't explain this to the people that he was eating with. No, he explained it to the, to the people that was looking on and questioning him. Who was questioning him? The people with the problem that didn't admit they had one. They was just happy to be in the midst of Christ. And so, so what, what I'm getting at, what God is showing me his, his way in this matter is how are we looking at one another? How are we measuring one another? Are we being merciful? Is it merciful? Is it, is it, is it with grace? Is it as though, man, you know, they need, they need Christ too. They need Christ too. I mean, that's, man, that's all I have. It's just that simple. I, if I'm going to follow the way, then I got to walk as though everybody needs exactly what I need. I have not arrived because I'm saying or professing that I'm following Christ. No, no, I have to profess that I'm following Christ. And I have to look at folk, whether they, whatever they do, how they look or talk, I got I to gotta walk as though, and they need Christ. We got to walk in love. We got to walk with, with an imagination of mercy toward all men, towards all people, towards people that are not following Christ. We got to walk in love towards them too. That's all I have, brother. But look, look, look here, Corey. Yes, sir. They need him. And we are, if we're willing, a vessel that delivers him to them. And so consequently, we got to get out of the, uh, the business of having our own lives and yeah. our own destinies and our own purposes and all this other stuff that we come up with that gets in the way of us yielding to his lordship 24-7. And, 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 and too, much, too much in our society is about us. 
too much too too much of our lives is about us. Uh, yeah. And when and even when you look at these scriptures, it 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 amazes me. When I think about myself, how long it took me to finally get in step with Jesus about what it is he's doing. He wasn't trying to have no office. He was about he was about addressing the needs of individual people one by one as he ran into them. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.